This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Kristen Kozlowski. Let's do this. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, April 28th. Wherever and however you're connected, wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside my number one draft pick as a yes. co-host. Her name is Kristen Kozlowski. Dude, I like to hear that I'm number one. Always want to be number one. You would never be anything lower together, than number one. We've worked together long enough, so you maybe have to say that. Okay. Because right? you're going to work with me in the future. <laughs> if you don't call me your number one, it might My number bad. seven pick. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Fourth round. Kristen's going to leave the studio now because she's angry. But of course, number yeah. one you're is a co-host. It took a while for us to get to this point. You've hosted with a few other people, including Kiki earlier uh, uh, this week and uh, with Dave McCann. And you, you were asking me the other day, like, hey, what's the deal? Yeah, when are we going to Are you avoiding me? <laughs> Clearly, I was not avoiding you, Kristen. It's just how the schedule's worked out. I'm a out. good pinch hitter. <laughs> Come in. You're the number one. That's right. Here is your draft-worthy show lineup. Speaking of that uh, ideology, who's your number one overall pick in the history of BYU football? Yeah, there are a few superstars that can make a serious case. And who is the next best draft option for the Cougars? We're looking ahead to the 2023 draft. Who's the guy next year for BYU that's going to have their name called first? Plus, Josh Cowden of BYU Baseball has been waiting a long time to be a guest on this show. He delivered a two-home run performance, and we deliver with that interview. Not to mention Taylor Williams of BYU Softball, who is also a home run hitter, and she's going to join us in Studio B. You ready to do this? I am. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. John Rostein reported yesterday that UCF, Cincy, and Houston are planning on joining the Big 12 with BYU in 2023. AAC Commissioner Micah Risco said, quote, no agreements have been released and negotiations are ongoing. Okay. The teams are required to give the AAC 27 months notice and $10 million buyout to the conference. That's pretty big. This is good business by Mike Oresco by saying the agreements and negotiations are ongoing because he wants the buyout money. Who wouldn't want the buyout money? Yeah, make it happen. UCF, Cincy, and Houston are going to have to pay out if they want to expedite this process and join BYU. The NFL draft, as mentioned, begins today. Round one tonight. Rounds two and three tomorrow. I know a lot of BYU fans are wondering if Tyler Algier is going to have his name called under the Friday night spotlight of the Las Vegas NFL draft or if he's going to slide to rounds four through seven on Saturday. Algier is projected to go sometime between the third and fifth rounds. James Empey, Samson Nakua, Neil Pau, and Uriah Latawa also hoping to have some type of invite, if not hear their name called in one of the latter rounds. We will be watching closely. Following along for sure. And softball shuts out Southern Utah 12 to 0, improves to 31 and 10 on the season. In three games versus the T-Birds this season, the Cougars outscored them 27 to 0. What in the world? BYU plays Santa Clara in a doubleheader tomorrow at 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Softball and baseball are such weird, finicky, delicate sports. To not give up one run in oh, yeah. three That's games, big. that is unbelievable. BYU baseball in action tonight at USF. Huge series begins for the Bat Cats. They're in seventh place in the current West Coast Conference standings. You have to be in the top six to make the WCC postseason tournament. San Francisco is the number six team. So if BYU wins this series, why not just flip-flop and put yourself in that postseason race a little bit more? You can listen live 
to game number one on BYU Radio at 4 Eastern. And women's golf will play in the Franklin Regional. The NCAA Championships play begins May 9th at the Vanderbilt Legends Club in Franklin, Tennessee. BYU will need to will need to be in the top four of the 12 teams in the regional to advance. This is a team that's capable of finishing the top four out of that 12-team sure. regional. They've, they've got, that they've got some big-time players. Lila Nalia, Anik Hutchkovich has been outstanding. I want to point out since she came on the show, she's gone next level. Kristen, karma. the yeah, karma is real. Women's tennis trying to do their thing at the West Coast Conference Tournament. The four seed begin play in the postseason today in San Diego. They'll face the five seed San Francisco at one Eastern. Good luck to the ladies. And our final headline, number eight track and field begins competition at the Penn Relays today. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending You're presented by... About it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. All right. As promised, we are discussing not just the current NFL draft and Tyler Algiers prospects, but why not spin it forward a Look little ahead. bit? One year from now, who is the guy from BYU football that we are all going to be talking about as the best draft prospect? Kristen, in your opinion... And there are a handful of guys that it could be. BYU's in a good position. There's a reason they're a projected top 25 team in the preseason because they got a bunch of future NFL guys on the roster right now. But who's the number one draft prospect for next year? A lot of talented players. We talked about four of those players, one of which, obviously, you have to include Jaron Hall. Of course. Um, And I like what he does. I think he brings a lot of different traits that NFL scouts would be looking for. But his challenge has been, can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field this year, up his stock in the NFL draft? Yeah. If I'm looking at this and going, who's it going to be? I got to go with the lineman. I'm going to go with Blake Freeland. I think historically BYU has had linemen go in the draft. And then they're getting back to that now. Absolutely. Uh, Started in 12 for 12 games, six foot eight, 305 pounds, a returner that has experience on the line. He's a freak athlete. Yep. And this is a player who fifth overall last year out of all the offensive linemen in pass blocking grade via PFF, second highest graded tackle to Wake's Zach Tom. Mm. And Zach Tom, who's expected to go in the third or fourth round this year. So if Blake does not improve at all and kind of does steady Eddie like he did this last year and, and not a lot of improvement, then he's a third or fourth round pick. But if he improves, yeah. we're going up. Okay. I like that pick. And I know it's not a popular one because it's a lineman, sure, right? It's, a lineman. It's, it's not as exciting as a quarterback or a skill position player. But Blake Freeland's kind of been dubbed the next Brady Christensen. And Brady's athleticism jumped off the charts at his pro day. I mean, people were freaking out about his shuttle and his vertical leap. And they're like, how is a dude this big doing those things? Blake's probably going to better those numbers. He's going to have better numbers than Brady at and NFL pro day. And we talked about this. Brady was a third-round pick. Yes, Brady's a third rounder. So what's the ceiling for a guy like Blake Freeland? If if he has an outstanding season, maybe we're talking about him as a second round pick. Okay. Right now, I'm going to go with my guy, Cam Meller of, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's been with us for a long time. He might as well be our BYU Sports Nation NFL draft expert. (laughs) He was so early on Zach Wilson. And we saw what happened with that. Zach becoming the highest draft pick ever in BYU football history at number two last year. And he called it out quick, and we were like, whoa. He was, like, saying things after Zach finished his junior season and or sophomore season sophomore. And, and wasn't even the sure thing starter at BYU. But he's like, no, no, that dude, that dude is special. He's saying a lot of the same things about Jaron Hall. And I like the comparison of Jaron Hall to Russell Wilson. 
people tried to compare Zach Wilson to Russell Wilson. I was like, eh, Zach, I can see a little bit, but to me, Jaron is a lot like Russell Wilson, smart runner, probably faster than Russell Wilson. Um, and he's really worked on his, at, like, not just his athleticism, but his accuracy. We saw a lot of that last year. And it's worth noting that Jaron played a number of games last year, high-profile games, Kristen, not healthy. He's running around on a gimpy foot and that's gimpy the ankle. Challenge. Come on I, now. That is the challenge, Spencer. Can he stay right? healthy? And, and that's what we said is I think that stock goes up if he can stay on the field and have an entire season where he's healthy. Here's his numbers from last year where he was tw- over 2,500 passing yards, 20 pass touchdowns. He had five interceptions. Look, I pulled the numbers from Zach Wilson's sophomore year. He had 23, over 2,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions. But then you go to Zach Wilson's junior year. Oh, the jump, the jump. Yes, over 3,600 total yards, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that Jaron has in that argument against Zach Wilson. Jaron did that against a much more difficult sure. schedule. absolutely. Against seven Power 5 teams. Yeah. And BYU won six of those games, obviously, and went 5-0 and against the Pac-12. Worth noting because it's the Pac-12. But Jaron, according to Cam Miller, is a potential late first-round pick, if not early second-round pick. What's the ceiling for Jaron Hall? There's less room to move up because he's kind of already there in some draft experts' opinions. But it's going to be kind of a tight race between, I think, Jaron Hall and Blake Freeland as to who can rise the, the most. Like, if Jaron has just an outlandishly good season, are we staring at another first-round draft pick out of BYU at quarterback? There's definitely potential there. Who else do you throw in the mix? I mean, we, Puka Nakua, I think you got to throw in there. Absolutely. We, we had Peyton Wilgar in there. So Peyton is an interesting case because two years ago, um, we had a couple of guys come on the show and say, that dude is an NFL linebacker for sure. sure. And with all the injuries last year to Keenan Peely and the way that the defense had to shift, Peyton was put into some positions that were not his strongest suit. So he had to do a lot of things. So he took a little bit of a dip just by necessity of what had to happen for the BYU defense. Get him back to his normal status. Peyton Wilgar is going to be an NFL player. To me, he feels like a mid-round NFL draft pick. I agree. Probably a fourth or a fifth-round guy. He will get picked, but uh, it's going to take – it's hard for a linebacker. I mean, even Fred Warner, for crying out loud. Fred, all-pro Fred. Some people think he's the best linebacker in the NFL. He was a third-round pick. Okay, it's just tough. It is tough. Like, you have to be crazy. You have to be Thibodeau from Oregon to be a guy that – and he – I mean, he might play on the line. Like, who knows where he's going to play. He's a crazy athlete. But you've got to be so good as a linebacker to get higher than a mid-round pick. That's a tough position. It is. For sure. And like you said, when you're shifted around, right, it takes an adjustment for just a little bit. And so if he's in a comfortable spot, I mean, he was was a player that started in 10 of 10 games played, but this is a player also returns with some – a lot, a lot of talent, a lot yes. of ability there, and then the strength of playing in games, getting reps last year, carrying into this year. Peyton, when healthy, watch out. Uh, you mentioned Puka Nakua. Puka feels like uh, mid to late round pick right now. Uh, obviously a deep threat, incredible ball skills. Like his reach, his radius is really, really impressive. But there's one other player that we have not mentioned that we probably should throw in there just because he is a five-star recruit and that is Kingsley Suamataia, who is competing with Blake Freeland 
maybe for that left tackle position. It's it's Blake's. I think okay. it's, it's Blake's. Yes, but anytime you got a five star recruit, you're gonna have to and you're put like, him in the hey, mix. Hey, you, you got to sit behind Blake. Like that's right? the level that's... that Blake is right now. <laughs> Kingsley's a really good player. I know that Kingsley's helping to have an expedited tour, if you will, at BYU, where it's like, hey, I, I want to show that I can play this year against the top tier competition. Uh, he can go out and make a name for himself. Does Kingsley Suomataia also decide to throw his name in the NFL draft? If mix? anything, it's going to push Freeland as well, right? Sure. It's going to push some of these Selfishly, I'm like, hey, Kingsley, take it easy, man. Like, keep it here. Be away for a couple of years. Let's yep. have a great time. Yep. Stay close to your family. It's going to be okay. <laughs> um, but – I mean, we were talking about the five draft picks that BYU had coming out of the 2020 season. Like, wow, when is BYU ever going to have that many draft picks again? Led by Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen, then they had three picks in the seventh round. Is next year the year that BYU could could equal that? Like, is it crazy to think that BYU could have as many as five draft picks? They got to win. They they got to win, and individually, obviously, these players have to do well, but they also got to win games. Man. The challenge has been issued. Yeah. Time to step up and keep things rolling. All right, Chris, on to topic two. Topic two. Here we go. John Rothstein reported yesterday that UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston are planning on beginning season in the 2023-2024 competition of the academic year. The same year as BYU. Okay. Okay. So AAC Commish Mike Arisco said the following. No agreement has been reached to permit the three, UCF, Houston, or Cincinnati, to leave early. Our negotiations are continuing. So the exit is not finalized. Arisco said it's been an am, am, excuse me, am, amicable process so far. That's a word that's tough today. Amicable. <laughs> amicable. The word of the day <laughs> as dubbed by Christian Koslowski. We're going to come back year. to that one as well. So, Spencer, either BYU enters the conference with 11 teams mm-hmm. or 14 teams. Mm-hmm. What's the better situation? <laughs> this is We're splitting hairs here, right? It's just awesome to be part of the Big 12 conversation. There is some type of, like, pride value i'm sure for byu fans like well we get to be the first team in for a year like we'll be part of an 11 team is there pride in that and we'll have a year before (laughs) sam or sorry ucf and houston and uh these other teams get in cincinnati get into the big 12 so maybe there's an advantage in that like are they are they accelerated by a year in in terms of adapting to the conference like I don't know. Right. I don't see much of an advantage. Uh, it it would be fun to see the Big 12 have to adapt to an 11-team schedule and then all of a sudden the next have year change. change it up yeah, again. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I kind of get a kick out of some of the chaos that's involved there, but let's be honest. It's probably going to be 14 teams. I think I agree. And uh, as of right now, BYU has no one in their conference. So this is a step up. <laughs> and you always want friends. Yes. You want more friends. To more the merrier, right? Right. Come on. So uh, this is going to be a step up either way with 11 or 14, and, and I agree. I don't know that it really matters. No. Yeah. I, again, it's like, hey, we were the first in. We got. We have a year of an advantage compared to those three other schools. Yeah. yeah whatever. Uh, Mike Oresco, again, great businessman. That's said what that he's earlier. Doing, though, right? Like he's able to do this and kind of put some pressure on them and say he's got the leverage to throw if, that out yes, there. Yes. If you want to expedite this process, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston you got to pay the full fee, which if you don't give them 27 months advance notice that you're leaving the conference, it's $10 million. Right. So uh, the AAC is probably going to be $30 million richer in a few short months, if not a few short weeks. At least they'll have that guaranteed money coming. And then the Big 12 has their 14-team conference, and we're going to get the first schedule in October. So, so at the latest, October, they have to decide. They've, they they've got to know before right? that like if they are – 
positioning for an 11-team yep. schedule or a 14-team schedule within the Big 12, I, and they, we and think they it's going to be 14. They should decide sooner than that. Uh, th this is Orasco just saying, I'm not having to cave. You guys are going to have to Yeah, cave, figure right? it out. Figure it out. You want to leave, pay us, yes. then get out of my hair and go do your thing. Whatever. Yeah. Go, go. We'll keep being the Power Six Conference. <laughs> uh, that's a conversation for another day. Yes. But, yeah, no advantage. I just – I just want to see the divisions. I'm getting a little bit impatient here. So may as well just get it to 14. Like, I prefer, like, let's go all 14. Give me the divisions so that we know where BYU is going to be in the Big 12 East or the Big 12 right. West or is it the Big 12 initially. North and South. Yeah, yeah. Let's, just, sure. let's just push forward, get it done, and then have that all set by October. And we're looking ahead to a Power 5 schedule for the first time in BYU history in, you know, about five months. That's wild. It's coming quick, for sure. Holy cow. All right, our question of the day, not about the Big 12, rather about the NFL draft. And we're pushing it forward a year. Who will be BYU's best draft prospect in 2023? Kristen says Blake Freeland. I say Jaron Hall. Now let's hear from you, BYUS, and in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Spencer Rosenhan answers on Twitter. Quote, I think that if Jaron Hall plays as well as he did last year while managing to stay healthy, he has a real chance of being drafted high. It's a stacked quarterback class, but Jaron is on some big boards. He's accurate, agile, focused, and smart, as well as a winner and a great leader, end quote. That's a very amicable tweet, Kristen. <laughs> amicable. Easy to say now. <laughs> it was a stretch. I'm sorry. At Twiggy or Stone on Twitter says, I think Puka Nakua has a real chance. Wow. Shout out for Puka as the highest draft pick. He has the ability to go up and fight for the ball. It is what Trevor Maddich always talks about when he wants to see from a receiver. Yeah, Trevor says, beasting the ball. Yeah. Puka don't was, he was an absolute beast in that radio, catch radius, you know, and that's a He's fantastic for sure advantage. In the talks. Absolutely. Huge advantage for Jaron yeah. Hall to be able to say, where's Puka? Okay, there's, oh, he's single coverage. There's okay, my we're just going to go ahead and throw it up there. And let him go beast the ball. Yeah, for sure. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join that conversation. All right, coming up, what is your number one all-time pick of stadium anthem? Oh, a stadium anthem. Wow, that's tough, too. And Josh Cowden of BYU Baseball wanted this interview. He's earned it. He delivered on the field. He's about to deliver over Zoom. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. For Cougar Sports game highlights, interviews, and archived content, subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. I am Spencer Linton alongside the fabulous Kristen Kozlowski. And you know what? A man who wanted to be on this show and frankly recently earned it is now joining us from San Francisco. His name is Josh Cowden of BYU Baseball. Josh, welcome to the show after a long wait for you, man. Great to have you with us. Well, thanks for letting me be on the show. It means a lot. I've been waiting for this, and you guys both know that. I've been waiting for this for a long time. So All it took was two home runs and an incredible throw from left field to gun down a runner at home plate. It was that simple, right? <laughs> yeah, that simple. No, seriously, yeah, that simple, but... When did you first express an interest to Jason Shepard that you wanted to be on BYU Sports Nation? Uh, I want to say last year. It was, yeah, I want to say last year, like maybe at the end, I was just like, like, Shep, I want to be on the show. Like, I need to start doing better. I can be on the show. 
And he's like, all right. He's like, yeah, just do good. That simple. And yeah, we'll let you in the show. I was like, all right. And then this year I was like, Hey, like I'm trying to be on the show this year. He's like, I know. I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens. And then uh, I think it was after my first home run. He's like, Hey, he's like, maybe one more. You could be on the show. And I was like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then that happened. And then he looked at me. He's like, he's like, you might be on the show. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Hey, well, he's leave, a great guy. Leaving no doubt, man. Okay, uh, before we get into the nitty-gritty of baseball, I do need to ask you about your relationship with Jason Shepard. What is Shep's presence like in the BYU dugout during the games? <laughs> no, his vibe is good. He's always – I mean, he's at the end of the dugout, of course, but, like, he's always just down there. Like, I go down there a lot and talk to him. Like, he's just always talking to everybody. Like, his vibe is always so positivity. Like, he's just always smiling. It's just like – Dude, you're always smiling. It's just like, come on. So, no, great guy. Well, you're already out in San Francisco. You told us it's a little bit cold out there in San Francisco. You're hoping it warms up a little bit. But talk to us about this series this weekend, what the matchup looked like. Yeah, so um, San Fran, I think they're in sixth place. I think we're in seventh. So I think the series is very important for us. Um, We don't really know much about them yet. The scouting report usually comes out right before we go to the field. But, I mean, we know that they're solid teams. So it'd be a good series, though. How do you handle the pressure of knowing that you got to finish in the top six to make the West Coast Conference postseason tournament, and you're just on the outside looking in at a team like San Francisco? So, what's that pressure and urgency like in your mind, and how do you handle it? Um, you know, for pressure, I feel like just for us as a team, I feel like we can't really think like that in a way. Like we're just taking it like you know game by game. So I feel like that's just very important for us. Is like game by game. And, you know, just taking it like that, because I feel like if we start thinking about, like, how we're in seventh place, you know, this is like, like, we know it's important. So, like, I just feel like taking that um, game by game is, like, very important for us. So, What has the adjustment been like from Littlewood to Pratt so far? Is that adjustment period over? Have you guys adjusted to that change? Yeah. So, for the adjustment, we, I mean, the day that uh, we heard, you know, um, that was happening, we were all shocked of course. So like, um, it was hard at first, but you know, Trent sat us down and was just like, listen, like this can go two ways. You know, they can like, we can like, you know, be sad and like, you know, uh, worry about it, or we can just like go play baseball, you know? And that was like the turning point. I feel like for us was like, we know Trent, you know, loves us and cares about us. So it was like, um, at first it was hard, but like now it's just like we're just playing baseball and that's just the, like the most important thing is winning, winning games and playing baseball. So, Josh Cowden of BYU Baseball is with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Batcats getting set for a huge three-game series with San Francisco this weekend. Josh, let's look into your history a little bit and how you ended up at BYU. Obviously, you were an outstanding high school baseball star. You had several options. Why was BYU the right pick for you in that moment? Um, the coaching staff. I think this coaching staff really cares about me. And I mean, I've always wanted to go to BYU because I mean, I'm from here. So I'm like, I feel like BYU is always the place and just like, of course, the church. And I think the, the coaching staff really just like impacted who I wanted to be in life. So you got about a month left or just over a month left. As you look at the scoreboard and the standings, are you guys watching those closely? How much are you paying attention to that as a team? Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of. I mean, yeah, I feel like you have to in a way to know. But um, like I said, I just feel like for us as a team, I feel like it, it, we just like 
you know, just like stay with us and just um, take it game by day um, is very important for us. So it's like, we know that we have to win series. So like, that's a, like the most important thing the next four weeks is just to win the series. So, Josh, I want to rewind to a moment in the game on Tuesday night against Utah Valley where a ball got away from you in left field and you were visibly upset. But then you bounce back with an incredible throw home. Again, you gun down that runner. You go on to hit two home runs. So was an error required to send you next level? Is, is that what needs to happen? <laughs> yeah, no, I wish. I, I clearly remember that play. I made that error. And then I remember looking at Mitch. And he's like, oh, my gosh, dang it. And he's like, hey, that's okay. You hit a home run. You're probably going to hit another one or something like that. And I was like, no. He's like, yeah, you'll probably hit another home run. I was like, dude. So, and then I, of course the bullpen was like chirping at me. They're like making fun of me. <laughs> but then after I, up, I walked back out there and they were like, like, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. So no, it was, it was fun, but no, that it was fun. So what's that team dynamic like? How would you explain the BYU baseball atmosphere and team dynamic right now? Um, the positivity is unreal. Just like everybody, like we just know that like whoever's in the starting lineup, they're going to do it. And then whoever's going to step up that day, like um, come in the game, like everybody believes in each other. Like they know they're going to do it. So like we all know that we have each other's backs. So I just feel like the positivity and like the energy and everything, it's just, it's been great. So. Who on this team is you tell us about the team dirt on this team. Who's the goofiest and maybe the most serious on the team. Goofiest. Um, gosh, probably Boston. Um <laughs> That kid is something else sometimes. And I don't know, just because he's a redhead, not, no offense to like redheads. He's just, he, he's a and then I'm um, serious. Ah, that's a tough one. Uh, I want to say maybe Colin. Colin sometimes when he's in the zone, he's in the zone. So when he focuses up, he focuses up. So I like Colin. Hey, as a so, catcher, that's okay. Like you you kind of got to be in the zone to be an elite-level catcher for sure. And he was with you hitting a home run against Utah Valley on Tuesday. Have any of your teammates surprised you this season, maybe from the younger pack? Like, which of your younger teammates have you been like, whoa, you're a good player, and you're stepping up as a really young guy? Um, yeah, I think Colin, for example, uh, Ozzy Pratt. I feel like um, he just uh, took the spot and ran with it since uh, Andrew got hurt. So I feel like Ozzy really stepped up, and I feel like he's been a key key player for us this year. I feel like he's helped us a lot in winning games on defense and offense. So I feel like um, in, even for the pitching staff, I feel like um, Kiesel, I feel like as a freshman, like he's really stepped up. So. And as you look at coming off that really big game, um, playing well yourself, I want to know what's your personal goal with just the season remaining and games remaining what are you looking to accomplish as a player? Yeah. Um, you know, the season's been for me a little ups and downs, but, and guys, I think I figured out why ups and downs. Okay. So, yeah. So if you tell I'm almost, it looks like I'm balding, but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Y'all got buzz cuts. So I feel like after the buzz cut, that's when it kind of went ups and downs. I had long hair. <laughs> like it was the long hair that was doing it for me. So I'm just like, <laughs> Praying that my hair starts to grow faster. Roll it but, out, Josh. Roll it, it out. Change it up. I need to change it up. But no, um, for me, honestly, it's just like staying with my approach and just getting like honestly just having fun with it. I feel like like for my goals and stuff, I feel like right now 
they don't really matter for me in a way. I'm just trying to win because that's just the most important thing for us. I feel like it's just winning because like we want to make it to the conference tournament and then we want to see how far we can go after that. So, but no, I just think staying with it for me is just like game by game. So, Josh Cowden, BYU baseball left fielder, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. How did you choose your walk-up song? First of all, for those that don't know, what is your walk-up song, and how did you choose it? Uh, so it's kidding, sitting on my back. I uh, I had it, I think, my freshman year in high school. And honestly, like, I did pretty good my freshman year in high school. So, like, I just stayed with it the whole time. And I was okay. just like, you know what, maybe the song. So, Yeah. Well, that leads me to my next question. That's a perfect segue. Superstitions. Okay. Obviously, that song gave you some mojo. What other superstitions do you buy into within the very intricate game of baseball? <laughs> uh, good question. So, yeah, for me, I feel like putting on my uniform is a big deal. So, I feel like like putting on my socks, like my right sock foot uh, and then my left, I feel like that's very important to me. So stuff like that. So, yeah. I love it. Are baseball players just super OCD? Because I can relate to that. Is that what it comes down to? So, yeah, I want to say I think so. So I don't know why. <laughs> Great stuff, man. All right, we're going to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma right now. You know how it works. You come on the show, you play well. You've already been crushing it, quite literally, on Tuesday. So enjoy playing well in the series against San Francisco. And just maybe the karma helps that hair grow faster yes. so you can get the Samson strength back. Is that fair? Yeah, that works. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. All right, man. Good hey, luck. next time, let's do it in studio, okay? Yeah, I would love that. I'm grateful uh, you guys let me come on the show, so thank you. You so. got it. Yep. Good to have you. Josh Cowden of BYU Baseball with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, love the clarity and the honesty. Just The hair. Exactly. <laughs> like, Change I need my hair up. to grow faster. It really messed me up. I've wanted to be on the show since last year. I love Lo- it. Love that. Love it. Keep it up. It's awesome. All right, Kristen, what's coming up? Well, coming up, is there any animosity in the softball locker room? Wait, what? We'll ask Taylor Williams. We're diving into the drama? And who is our number one overall all-time BYU football pick? Well, you can't go wrong with this guy. But is he the pick? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade, for a growing world. She is Kristen Kozlowski. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day, be like Kristen and follow the social media platforms of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. The BYU Sports Nation accounts have got you covered. Now, before we whip it, Kristen, I need to make a clarification on the news about Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston joining the Big 12 in 2023 and the penalty fee associated with leaving the AAC early. The contracted agreement for any team in the AAC, if they want to leave the conference, is 27 months advance notice and, and a $10 million yes, buyout. And. Not and or. That's a crucial word. But there. both, yes. So that said, if the conference departure is expedited, the exit fee is undoubtedly going to be bigger, which is why right. Mike Oresco is doing his thing, and he's lining his pockets with cash. Just look at UConn, who recently paid $17 million to expedite their own and conference departure. Independent. Right. 17 mil to go independent. So that do that math. insane to me. It is insane. If those three teams have to pay, I don't know, the 17 million that UConn paid for the expedited fee, then it's going to be $51 million. Some it might be higher. Yeah. Who knows? Cha-ching! Some money in there. Now we whip it. 
The Cougar Whip Ram presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Start us off, Kristen. All right, some fresh news here. USC has announced that it has replaced its 2023 game against BYU with a game versus San Jose State. They don't want the BYU smoke. Okay, meaning that's another 2023 game that has been canceled in preparation for the Big 12 schedule. Okay. Spencer, is it disappointing to see that Trojans game gone at this point? No, not not in the least, Kristen. Why? I'll give you a couple of reasons. One, BYU's won the last two games against USC. So the Trojans, We're going they've, got to, they've got to deal with that. Back-to-back yeah. -back losses to yeah. BYU. I want to keep that streak right. rolling so that we can have the – it's been 7,000 days since <laughs> USC beat BYU. Okay, number two – is BYU already has Tennessee and Arkansas on the 2023 schedule. <laughs> so if BYU plays a nine-game Big 12 schedule, well, there are nine Power Fives, add Tennessee and Arkansas, okay, that's 11 Power Five games yeah, in a I season. Agree. And then we've got Southern Utah on the schedule. I'm guessing Utah State's going to go away. No, USC needed to go away. Like, it's already murderer's row in terms of opponents. Right. As much as you want all Power 5 schools to be on their schedule, that they need a break. Yes. Let's consider this a tender mercy for BYU. Trojans don't want the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to end up on some USC board. Like, look at this clown. All right, Kristen. <laughs> the latest post-spring top 25 from 24-7 sports has BYU football at number 14. It's the highest preseason projection ranking we've seen thus far. Will we see BYU football ranked 14th or higher at any point in the approaching season in the AP poll? Yes. I'm confident really? in that because they're going to win games and they're going to go to Vegas, a neutral site, and they're going to beat Notre Dame. Wow. It's going to jump higher than 10. Feeling good. Here we go. So Put your glasses on. Where's, where's my glasses? Blue goggle alert. Blue <laughs> you have a couple alert. of huge pair, right? Alert. Yeah, I'm not Kristen. The okay, big not, you're not putting on the uh, the Jerem specials. Okay. <laughs> How does that the schedule look? Doesn't the schedule look fantastic through those? Yes. Uh, Kristen. Top 10. That's you know what? Saying. Well, here's what's wild. Depending on where BYU starts in the AP poll in the preseason, we think that it's going to be somewhere between 21 and 25. Sure. If they beat South Florida and then they beat Baylor at home, Baylor's number 11 in this post-spring poll. It might just Those take, it might only take two games for BYU right. to get to number four. Maybe you don't even have to get to that Notre Dame game. You beat Baylor early? Yeah. We're rolling. All right, this tweet caught our eye from a Kansas football fan. At K, or excuse me, at 5Q Kansas mm -hmm. says, this year in 2025, BYU and Kansas are playing in the Big 12 championship. What? To see who will make it in the college football playoff. Bookmark this tweet. Uh, huh? Is this a bold prediction or soon to be freezing cold take? Uh, Kristen, I think that this person may have um, inadvertently ingested something that's impairing their judgment. <laughs> <laughs> That's as, a very bold tweet. Okay, this isn't Big 12 basketball. Right. Like, it's right. one thing to say, hey, Kansas is going to be in the Big 12 basketball. Sure, yeah, they'll probably be there. BYU and Kansas football? Uh, this is this is beyond bold. This is insane. That's an insane yeah. prediction. Very, very cold. And and I think this is 2025. This will be the third season that BYU is in the Big 12. They're going to need more time to adjust and get the players to compete at that level. Hey, listen, we'll have that 5Q Kansas on the show. Let's if see. they call that, we'll, we'll get them on the show. Yeah, CBS Sports had a draft of the top stadium anthems. Music, Kristen, I know it's your jam. They had Seven Nation Army as their number one pick. What would be your number one stadium anthem? Okay, Serenade you. you in a game. Welcome to the jungle. Love like it. Guns and Roses. Mm -hmm. All right. And then We Will Rock You by Queen. 
fantastic. They're always staples. Great picks. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, the Chicago Bulls pregame theme, the Allen Parsons Project. Pretty good. Is my number one stadium anthem. And then uh, a little bit off the radar, uh, Bulls on Parade. Yeah, by Rage Against All the right. Machine. I have the Tiger. Throw that in there as well. Okay. All right, speaking of number one draft picks, who would be your number one all-time BYU draft pick? Come on, I got to go with my guy Steve Young. NFL MVP, pro football, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champ. Come on, Steve Young. Steve Young right, is my guy, number I'm, one pick overall. I'm going to match that. Jim McMahon, fifth Ooh, overall pick. Another Super Bowl champ. Also another Super Bowl champ. Uh-huh. Uncle Glenn, you might be upset at that pick. <laughs> but Glenn did play with both. So. Yes, he did. Glenn made. Glenn would tell you that he made both quarterbacks yes, better. Exactly. Like, they did what they did because I was they awesome. They wouldn't get there without Glenn. Sure. <laughs> Throw him in the mix. All right. A fantastic whip. All right. Coming up, rise and shout to shout outs. Okay. Is there pressure when you are in second place? It hasn't been opted for BYU softball. Taylor Williams is ready to face that challenge. She joins us next on BYU Sports Nation. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Softball hosts Santa Clara this weekend for a three-game series. It gets underway with a doubleheader tomorrow. Watch the game live at 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Pressure-packed games. Love it. We're building the drama as we head to the postseason. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Alongside Kristen Kozlowski, I am Spencer Linton. Joining us now is the fabulous Taylee Williams of BYU Softball, left fielder, power hitter extraordinaire, <laughs> just Welcome. overall great human Thank being. You. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, what's more difficult, a live TV interview thus far or hitting a drop ball from your teammate Autumn Moffat Court? <laughs> I mean, hitting a drop ball off Autumn is tough, but I would way rather do that than <laughs> be sitting right here. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll set you up for success. All right. <laughs> You're from Mona, Utah, correct? Are yes. you the best athlete to come out of Mona, Utah? You know, probably. Yes. The answer <laughs> is yes, Kaylee. a lot of athletes from Mona so that go D1 anyway. So, you yeah. were a Juab Wasp, correct? Uh-huh. You hit a ridiculous number of home runs at Juab High School. Okay? And you've got a teammate in Hunter Ava that hit a bunch of home runs at West. Is there some type of rivalry between you two about who is the best home run hitter in high school? No. No, we've not. I didn't even know that, like, I had the record and then she broke through. I didn't even know that until just barely. So we haven't even talked about her or anything. But <laughs> T has way good power. So I'm not surprised she hit tons of home runs in high school. You're okay that she upset that record. Yeah, that's, that's okay, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the magic with the 12 to nothing win over Southern Utah last night? Yeah, um, I think we just came out and we just took it right to them. We were not going to, you know, give them anything. And um, everyone was hitting the ball really well. So that always helps when you can stack up a lot of hits against a, a team like that. So, yeah. Okay, it's one thing to win one game 12 to nothing, but you didn't give up a run to Southern Utah in three games. You've outscored them 27 to nothing this season. Uh, how does a team pull that off in a game that's very, very finicky and ball can take some weird hops? Like, how does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I definitely think that Southern Utah is not having their best year, so that's that's tough for them. I know that they're missing their starter pitcher, so that's always hard. But, I mean, pitchers do their job, hitters do their job, and uh -huh. then you can just get the job done. Now, didn't you uh, have a little stint at Southern Utah, Taylor? You, <laughs> yes, I was there for a year. One year. Uh -huh. Yeah, right? my freshman uh -huh. year. Okay. Uh -huh. When right. did you see the light? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I 
always wanted to come to BYU. And I mean, I didn't get here immediately off the start, but I, I was glad I was able to get here do at I, some point. Do I need to bring this issue up with Gordon Eakin? Like, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you get here as long as you get here. Yeah, right? exactly. exactly. Kristen, That's you can relate to that, right? I, I was at Boise State for one year and then I transferred in. Same situation. Right? Uh-huh. You yeah. Saw, you saw the light. They saw the light, more importantly. We're making friendships on BYU Sports Nation. We're building on common ground here. Taylee Williams of BYU Softball is with us. Santa Clara tomorrow. Uh, this is not a position that BYU Softball as a team has been in very often, where you're second place in conference at this juncture of the season. Yeah. In fact, you've known nothing but championships since the team joined the WCC. So what are the emotions like as you try and win the remainder of the games, and now you're kind of scoreboard watching to see what happens with LMU. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit more pressure to it. Like, we need to win the rest of our games, and we are in control of that. I, I mean, as much as you can be, softball's a game of, you know, bad hops and, and whatever, but um, we can't necessarily control if LMU drops two games or not, so we just need to make sure we're doing our job getting um, the rest of the wins, yeah. the next nine games that we have in conference, and um, and if the conference championship doesn't work out, we're getting ourselves to a regional, setting ourselves sure. up for that. So, Are you a huge San Diego fan this weekend? San Diego fan? <laughs> we're playing LMU. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I, I need them <laughs> we, to win we again. Need LMU and, and they're not bad. They, they could take a game from them. Sure. We, we battled with them. You just played them. them. Yeah. You just played them. Yeah. yeah, they're not bad. So we're crossing our fingers. Okay. <laughs> Torero Sports Nation right there now. There we go. Uh, what is it like to play for head coach Gordon Eakin? What, I mean, give us some of the, some of the favorite moments with him. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Is he tough on you guys? Is he, you know? Coach Eakin is very, very nice. Like, probably one of the nicest, most loves everyone coach he doesn't he doesn't yell a whole lot All so right. when he gets mad you know he's he's serious it's and he legitimate likes to, yeah he likes to joke around a little bit um I mean <laughs> I don't know if he would want me to say this but yeah, go for it when we lost to who did we lose to New Mexico, New Mexico? yeah he was like throwing some furniture in the, in the locker it. room. He's intense. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so he's very, very passionate, okay. and he does not like to lose at all. So okay. we we're always going for wins with him. But didn't it work? Yeah, we came out and the did rearranging really well. of the furniture. Yeah, we helped. told him next time throw the bigger couch. Okay. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> just, throw just it. Just not at someone, right? Just showing yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> showing us his boss. <laughs> oh, I love that. Taylor Williams on BYU Sports Nation. Let's, uh, we were asking Josh Cowden of BYU Baseball earlier about some of his teammates, so let's go with some superlatives here. Okay, who's the goofiest player in the dugout right now? The goofiest player in the dugout. Oh, I feel like probably Emma. Okay. Emma, freshman, she's a catcher. She's goofy, but she's a ton of fun. Hey, she had a hit recently, and didn't you yeah. reward her with something? <laughs> well, not me, BYU. Of okay, course. okay. But okay. we were just, you know, in the we went and got ice cream together, and we did a little Instagram. Get a hit, grab some ice story. cream. Yep, yep. She's gotten a couple hits. She's she's doing really good. Emma Andrew Jeske. Yep, yep. Okay. Spencer's referred to you as Queen of Diamonds when you get a hit. What I've heard, right? Have you heard that? No. You're the Queen of Diamonds. Okay, so is, are you the team manicurist, the team oh. pedicurist? What, yes, what these I nails? am. You love to do nails. I am. I do love to do nails. I actually, since school's been out, um, when we went to San Diego this weekend and then SUU and Dixie, I I brought my nail stuff on the road and I did a couple of toes and a couple of nails and you know, yep, <laughs> love to do that. Can we see the nails currently? Up. Do you okay? You do you do you, you do, you, you do oh, your God. own? Or do you have somebody um, else do usually. those? Usually. These ones I didn't do. 
on my own, but I should have had my last ones on. I had some awesome Nike ones that I did. Oh, very cool. All decked out Nike, and I'm going BYU on this week when I do them again. So you just you just miss, you know? <laughs> have you ever broken one playing? It it really hurts. It does really hurt. I, I have only done it one time. The yeah. stuff that I use is, like, pretty hard, and so you don't break them very often. Spencer, <laughs> would, would you do Spencer's now? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, they're pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Me. She's looking. She's like, uh, I'm like wait, wait, let's uh. see. How do mine look right now? Okay, yeah, I could use one. <laughs> no, no. Taylor is assessing fingernails now. I on do. The desk I am always Studio looking. B. I do notice if the girls have a chip or one's gone. Let me fix missing. that for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I notice all the time. <laughs> You're a fantastic teammate. You know that. <laughs> What's the scouting report on Santa Clara? Because on paper, they're RPI 220. You are 44. Last I checked. BYU is supposed to win these games, but, you know, it's softball. Anything can happen. So what's the scouting report on handling Santa Clara? Yeah, I, I haven't – they haven't given us one yet, so I don't know exactly. I mean, I haven't heard that they have a super strong pitcher. They should be like a subpar team. Like, we should definitely take it to these guys. But I don't know if they have a especially good pitcher or especially good hitting team. I, I, I'm not really sure, actually. <laughs> but um, definitely a team that we should – beat sure yeah. do you focus on that a bunch like when you're preparing for a team like let's say that you it's it's Oregon or Arizona State like yeah do you focus on them more or is it still kind of just like nah, I'm just gonna do what I can do like yeah we definitely that? we definitely like prepare, try to prepare for pitchers um pretty well and like the coaches are more in charge of like defense wise if like a team bunts or like Eakins moving us in the outfield or the infield according to where like they're more likely to hit it and stuff but it's hard because just because they were throwing that way against one team doesn't mean they're necessarily going to throw the same way to you or to you as a specific hitter because everyone has different weaknesses. So I take it and I try and let it help me, but I also just have to have my own plan and what I'm going to do. As you evaluate yourself, sometimes that's hard to do, evaluating yourself, right? Yeah. What do you feel like your strengths are and what are your personal goals to finish out the season? Yeah. Um... <sighs> Um, definitely personal goals, just like have a good solid finish. I, I want to, um, I, I, as a two spot, I bunt a lot and I want to get all my bunts down, help the team move runners. And, you know, it's not, I'm not always up there just to be getting a hit. Like I need to get bunts down and I just need to do my job, move runners. Um, so I just want to make sure that I finish strong that way. And, um, definitely, would love to hit another home run or two. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but those don't come easy. So, um, <clears throat> strengths as a player. You're fast, right? Yeah, yeah. I can Speed. run bases really well, sure. I feel like. So, yeah, I, I think that I am a good base runner. I can see when people step out of the circle. We can advance if someone steps out of the circle. So, I'll do that on a fly if I ever see it. The coaches help me out with that, though, too. They're, they, like, prep the umpires for me. Oh, yeah. If oh, I get yeah. on base and the girl looks like they're doing it, they tell the umpire, hey, is this girl, like, stepping out? Like, what's the rule on that? And so then I can get to second um, super easy. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I just feel like I can – I'm trying to make sure I let things slide off. You know, you have a bat at bat, and you just have to come up to the next one and be like, I don't even remember what happened in my first right. one, you know? Short-term. So, yep, All short -term right, Taylor, we're going to do our part. You have uh, – Grace us with your presence, so we're going to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, okay? Okay. The deal is, you come on the show, you play better. It's just how it works. Perfect. It's I a love scientific that. fact. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, You're thank awesome. you for having me. Best of luck, for sure. Thanks. All right, coming up, who is your best draft prospect for the 2023 draft from BYU? Yeah, while well, you think about that, and we're going to have Taylor sign the flag, too, by the way. We also have a rise and shout-out to just utter domination. 
This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day, who will be BYU football's best NFL draft prospect after next season? Kristen said Blake Freeland. I said Jaron Hall. What do you think? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Chaplin Schumann, who answers on Twitter, nobody, because they're (laughs) all staying. Good point. Jaron Hall could be the first BYU quarterback in the Big 12 that? if he wants to is be. Is that seventh year, eighth year for Jaron Hall? What would we have? I don't know. <laughs> it's the Taysom Hill plan, okay? It is. It's the Taysom Hill plan, and there's, to- there's nothing wrong with that. He continues, love these Cougs, wishing them all success at the next level. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. How about BYU softball? Not allowing a single run in three games against Southern Utah, outscoring the Thunderbirds 27 That's awesome. To nothing. They deserve that for sure. And then how about uh, some birthday shout-outs, Kristen, huh? There it is. Angela Bagley, Ben Bagley's ben wife. Bagley. Sh- Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Angela. And? My son. Your boy, Roscoe. Yeah, that's right. He's turning nine. So shout-out to my little guy. He's big nine. You say little guy. Okay, he's not little. How tall is Roscoe as a nine-year-old? Oh, gosh. He's got to be like over five feet, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The feet, the feet come big and they grow tall. <laughs> How big of a shoe is he wearing out of curiosity? He's in an eight. <laughs> as my, a nine-year-old? My sophomore's in an 18. Those are hard to find, I'll tell you. Oh, my goodness. And they only want a specific shoe, right? Uh, of course. Jordans, I, I need Air the, Force One. Yeah. You can't find them. No. <laughs> I need the off-white Air Jordan 1s in a size 18, Mom. Yeah. It's going to be a billion dollars. All good. Our thanks to today's guests, Josh Cowden of BYU Baseball and Taylor Williams of BYU Softball. All right. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. We ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Yes. For Kristen, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Samson Nakua. See you tomorrow on BYSN. Go Cougs.